attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, right? But, you know, we haven't seen each other in a hot minute. So, you know, what's going on with you today, man? Today on Columbus Day. Indigenous People Day, man. <laughs> That's what hey, it is. We not gonna we not gonna get into the Columbus thing right now, uh, but we might. Um, but I just want to you know find out what's going on with you today, man. What's up? I'm chilling, man. So, not not much. You know, I, I I hurt my leg. I messed my knee up running. I was trying to do too much running. So we went on we went on leave, and I I was hitting like the six miles, six miles, six mile. Did a seven mile. My goal was to hit a nine. I hit the nine and then my knee been hurting. It's like finally getting back. So that was kind of contagious because then I stopped pretty much working everything out for a little bit. So I've been slipping a little bit, but I'll be on a get back though. Yeah, man. So, you know, a little backstory on this, man. Like competition is like crazy when it comes to running and coming to working out, coming sure. to anything, man. Like that's what we do. We challenge each other, you know, all the time. So that's what I'm not. I'm not even surprised he's doing nine, ten, you know, eleven, twelve miles. I'm not even surprised at all. But you hit uh, that eight. You hit that eight. It came through on the watch, man. That was the worst <laughs> thing. That was the worst thing could have happened to me when it said you hit eight. That that same. What the next day? Then yeah, I I ain't do it. But then the day after that, I went and I tried to hit eight, man. That's the worst thing could have happened to me, man. I try to <laughs> try hey, to beat your record, man. I, I tell you, man. But that's all it's about, man. It's all about a good, friendly competition. You know, trying to get better every day, and that's what we do, man. Trying to get better every day. You know, being great. You know what well, I mean. So you got the exercise your right to vote shirt on, man. Oh yeah, man. Hey, that's a nice little plug right there, man. Hey, man, get out and vote, man. I don't care what party you with, what you doing, how you do it. Get out there and vote, man. Vote. You, you, the power that you have in that in that vote is is crazy right now, man. So, you know, I'm not I'm not pushing Republican. I'm not pushing. Democrats, what I'm telling you guys to go out there to do is vote. That's did you it. did you watch both debates? I did not watch the vice president debate. And the reason why I didn't watch it is because man, I watched that presidential <laughs> debate, man. It was so crazy. I didn't even want to have anything to do with debates no more and watch no more. But I did hear some good things about the vice president debate. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, so I I watched it because I was hoping that it would redeem you know, from the presidential debate, it was okay. It was, it was good. I, I'm, you could see where they wanted to kind of stick to the topics and stick to like staying on, you know, two minutes and stuff like that. And you could kind of see the vast difference between uh, the vice president and you could see the difference with, uh, with him and uh, Kamala. You could see the difference between both of them and the way they approached that debate. Hey, man. That presidential debate was hot garbage. I'm gonna be real about it, man. I've never seen nothing like that um, in my life. That we can we can we can get on, you know, TV and put something out like that from a presidential standpoint. What in the hell is going yeah, on, so, man? That's crazy. <laughs> Even watching them talk about it after, I felt like I was watching like a, a UFC uh, post interview. They was like, yeah. He was, we all knew Trump was going, you know, we all knew the president was going to come out swinging and that's what he did. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy because I was, <laughs> I, I, I always defend Trump, right? Uh, just, you know, playing around with my wife and all that. So I always defend Trump. By, and, you know, and this, I couldn't like, it's like, yeah, he's cutting them off. He's got, like, oh, man, he's cutting them off. <laughs> hey man, you're right, man. So, so when I get done with the debate, because I'm really like, like not really, Republican, Democrat, or whatever. I just 
you know, look stuff up, read stuff and, and go kind of like go like that uh, when it comes to um, political stuff. But when I'm online, I'm on Facebook, I hear so much stuff and I see all these guys on there posting. And all these guys posting about Trump, all these great things that he did in the debate. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I did not see any of that stuff, man. Like, I did not see. I just saw a guy interrupting the whole time, you know, didn't really answer no questions. But like I said, man, I'm trying to get into this political thing. But it was crazy to hear other people's opinion about that debate. Yeah, so they both they both didn't answer questions to me. Um, I think, like, Trump, you know, of course, kind of didn't, and he went for the attack. But then I think, like, in most of Biden and then Kamala, too, like, when they got asked questions, their answer was pretty much deflected to what Trump and Pence didn't do right or whatever. Like, they never really got too much into what they would do. Or, like, you get two minutes, a whole minute and a half is, like, to what Trump didn't do right. And then your last 30 seconds is to what you would do or whatever so that was kind of crazy so on both sides again we not political on either side so on both sides we saw some some things and it's crazy that we come in here uh swinging straight to politics but yeah yeah facebook is a crazy place man i took a, a hiatus from facebook about five years ago because of that like I learned a lot about like some people I knew people that I was on a ship with that I never would have expected you know till I got on Facebook I'm like man like you start to see people true colors on here man and it's <laughs> some people got some really dark colors man and I actually had to take a break because I used to be one of them posting the political statements and talking about you know when somebody got killed by the cops and stuff like that I did it a lot and I, you know, I used to be big debates and some of these things I don't think even are like debatable. You know what I'm saying? So I took a break from that and I never went back to that on Facebook. I always said if I did talk about something like that, it'd be a platform like this, like a podcast or somewhere where I could like openly express and have a really good dialogue about how I feel versus just making a post and then having to read something somebody wrote for like 20 minutes and then retyping up a response. Yeah. So I'm with you, and, I, and you brought up an interesting thing, man. I want to put that out there right now. Hey, whatever I say on this podcast, it's my opinion, man. It's about me. It's about my beliefs and what I feel. So when you guys come back at me, you know, I'm going to come back also, just so you guys know that. I, I mean, it's just my opinion and what I feel, how I grew up, and things like that. So don't get all personal with me, okay? We can have a lot of fun with this podcast thing. I just don't want nobody getting all personal with me and do like they did my guy, you know, you know, for the Lakers, man. Send him death threats because he missed a miss a shot. You know what I mean? Don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't do your boy like that, man. Don't hey, do so me like that. It's called permission to speak freely for a reason. Um well, the first reason is we don't need permission to speak freely. You know what I'm saying? But uh we we just want to be able to just say how we feel, talk about what we talk about. So I'm Damo. Um, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, so I'm from up north, northeast. I uh, grew up with those influences, right? Major hip-hop influences, uh, you know, the Nas, the Jay-Zs. Grew up in music, always doing music, active duty Navy. I'm a chief right now, you know, pushing to get that senior chief and uh, on my way to another command. That's my status right now. 
Yeah, man, and I'm Damon, man. I'm I'm from from Mississippi, country boy, all the way through and through. Um, and I kind of I kind of grew up in a, in a in some crazy environments and seen a whole lot. But I guarantee you guys, is that's what pushed me and that's what motivates me. Uh, how I grew up and and this, the stances that I seen people take um, in Mississippi on certain things and certain um, and, and being in certain environments. So um, I'm also active duty. I'm a senior chief right now, um, and I'm. I'm in transiting, transiting to my next command also, um, and I'm ready to go. You know, ready to get this podcast thing going, man. We've been we've been trying to get this thing started for for a hot minute now, so we ready to rock and roll, man. So what, what are we talking about first today, man? Anything we got? We want to jump off on? Yeah, well, I want to stay on the vote thing for like one second. Oh, let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. When was the first time you voted, bro? Hey. Uh, I voted first time I voted was the last the last election. That was the first time I voted, and I already actually uh, got my paperwork. I got everything right now for for this year. But but I'm, that's a good question. Good thing you brought up, man. I am not I'm not a political guy, and 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 I never been. Still, really is not. But I do know and I do feel like um, it can make a difference, though. So that's kind of why I'm on my voting thing right now. But the truth. Man, I never was a voter, and I'm and I'm I don't want to throw my age out there, but I'm an older guy now, <laughs> and I never never voted, you know, because I feel like um, what's going to happen to me is going to happen to me anyway, you know. I mean, right. no matter like who's in office, who's not in office, but um, but it's different now, man. And, and I can go on and on about how different it is right now in the world, but it is different. I feel like my vote is going to count, so that's why I'm out there. Um, and I'm going to vote. And I already got my paperwork, everything. So it's a wrap. I'm going to vote. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, this would be the first time I vote. I didn't. I haven't voted either. Uh, just didn't. You know what I'm saying? I, I came up though as a young as a young dude. Like I said, like heavily influenced by hip hop. I think like Nas said on the song he was talking about voting, like that he wouldn't vote. From then on, being a young boy, I just never, never voted off of that. You know what I'm saying, and and now growing older, getting a little bit more knowledge, reading, I'm like it's it's essential, you know. And I will I'll, I'll get into a whole lot of reasons why it's essential, but you know, just as a black man in America, like we weren't allowed to vote for a long time, and that was it was actually a push against us voting for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So just the ability to be able to vote, I have to exercise that right. It is a right that needs to be exercised. Yeah, and, and, and now I think also with me voting now, and I think my family and my kids can see that stuff going on, um, see me doing it, seeing me talking about it all the time at home, I think that's going to help them because back in Mississippi when I grew up, it, vote wasn't even thought about, wasn't even talked about, and it wasn't happening. We, that wasn't even a mindset. That wasn't – I don't even remember them talking about that much of that in, in my school, you know, so – voting was not happening there so when you grow up a certain way i mean you just that's how you live man that's how you you do things so um but that's why we educate ourselves on certain things so now i'm getting more educated on this stuff looking into stuff a little bit deeper and reading and things like that so i'm educating myself so i'm coming around finally yeah man i had a crazy debate with my wife's uh brother he came to visit a while ago it was about voting and it was just about how Mine was like most of the issues, most of my concerns and issues. I mean, we've been voting for years. Most of my concerns and issues, they haven't been like fixed. You know, most of the stuff that I think is wrong in America haven't been fixed. And like his approach, he's a younger guy. His approach is like, you know, voting is just another 
place to start trying to do some of that stuff. So, but I just didn't think that it was a like progressive, nothing that I wanted to get done. Voting had anything to do with. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you, man. But, um, uh, so let's just talk about just how we kind of fell into place with each other, how we met, uh, we we kicked that off so so yeah so uh, hey man you know I got a lot of good lot of lot a lot a lot of good stories um so I've been on a ship who's on a, on a, on a USS Rafael Peralta right that's a ship that uh, me and Dumbo met on so um I had already been on a ship probably like I'm asking by about three years already um on board the ship and we had an EMC uh, on the electrician um, on the ship she had been on there for a while uh, on the ship did a lot of great things for us but it was her time she retired um so we got this youngster coming on board right so we was oh man young brother right that's the first thing i'm thinking about you know saying a young brother come on board the ship motivated motivated but the most of the thing i remember about uh the first time i met Domo is like when you in the chief mess like it's you you lead men in there right everybody's men in there you and, and women and, and you leading um these guys and girls and and guys in there and he stands up in the mess and he's like hey i'm not the last electrician that was here you know things gonna change and i remember the first thing how he said he said it's gonna be some changes around here and that's the that's that's like one of the biggest things i remember about changes and um it wasn't like hey he making drastic things and he just talking you know that's what he did man he started from from what he, he started from his shop and he started making changes things weren't the same no more you go down and you think you're gonna do certain a certain way like you did it before and you found out hey that may not be the right way we was doing it before so now it's time to do it the right way and and we had his back and and he did his thing and and he been pushing ever since man so um i know he gonna get that star real soon so i'm not even tripping on that that's gonna happen oh man that was that was beautiful man <laughs> it's crazy because that was uh she was in there the uh last emc she was in there when i when i i want to note that you know she was in there when i when i said that uh and she knew i was gonna say that me and her had a talk and she's like hey man you need to as soon as you get in there she's like you need to establish yourself in there you need to make sure that they know that it's gonna be some different stuff if it's stuff you don't like she was like yo just do it early you know, so a lot of those real early and I, w- I had a lot of conversations with her before I got to the ship. A lot of those real early conversations, I knew how I was going to kind of approach going into the mess. And a lot of it had to do with her. You know what I'm saying? And I learned a lot from her. She, like a, she was she was in the game for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So she knew she knew her way around and she knew what was going on. But she also knew she was also, you know, smart enough and had the wherewithal enough to know that she was ready to go too, you know what I'm saying? So that's some other stuff that she broke down to me. So that coupled with, you know, meeting some people, some senior chiefs and stuff like that, I kind of knew how I had to approach, you know, even some some guys that, you know, wound up becoming like people I would say were like mentors and I, you know, would always kind of keep up with these guys. But I just knew I'm like, yo, I can't come in here and just like not like make some kind of statement, you know what I'm saying? And then when you get in there, you make your statement, you start looking at other people that you kind of admire people you see is like, all right, like this is a way I could kind of push people. This is something I'm lacking. And, uh, you know, 
in comes Damon and I'm like, oh shit, like this is a somebody that's doing some stuff that I think is really good and really positive for the ship. But it's like, man, trying to chase Damon, man, it's like trying to chase a rabbit, man. He's, you never catch this guy, man. You know what I'm saying? So, never caught that guy, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard, man. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, man, that's that's like like me on the, on, on the ships and, 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 and trying to do things for sailors and, and, and help sailors out um, any way I can. Like I learned that early in my career that's, when you become senior and be having people look up to you, it's not about you anymore. It's about it's about them. It's about how they gonna gonna uh, react to your leadership. And man, you can learn from that. Like I always ask sailors all the time, like to try to give me feedback on on this and on that because I want to be good. I want right, right. to be great. I want to help these sailors out. Um, and and that's what I do. I mean, that's if you, if anybody. Who, um, looking to this, anybody know me or whatever, they're going to say the same thing. They're going to say how I will go out my way um, to try to help sailors out and um, defend them if I can. But at the end of the day, and I tell them this same thing also, if you're wrong, you're wrong, right? right. If you're right, you're right. I'm not going to gonna sit up and stand up for you and you know you're wrong, you know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure you get the, the help you need or whatever you need to be successful. And that's my goal, being successful trying to be great, be the best. That's what that's what I, I, I live by. And it's crazy because, you know, people talk about thankless jobs and it, it really is a thankless job. You know, so if you're a GOAT, which is a chief in the Navy, um, we never do it. We never really do it. We always kind of, like, we're here to lead. We're here to kind of be selfless. But, you know, pat yourself on the back, you know, one time because it, it's a real thankless job. You do, you do a whole lot, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole lot on your shoulders. Um, it's like kind of like being a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? And w w when y'all win, you know, it's on you. When y'all lose, that game is on you too or whatever like that. Yeah. So that's a really, really thankless job. And you learn that. I learned that real early. I learned that like my first year. I was used to like coming off being the first class. I was used to getting awards and kind of getting noticed for like everything that I did well. And then just going into the mess, you kind of get noticed for everything. You know, whether it's good or bad, whether you do it or somebody else does it, it falls on you, you know. And I said sometimes, you know, your guys, they might look at that like that's just your job, you know. Um, but it means so much more. Like your guys mean so much more. And I don't think they understand that sometimes. I don't think they understand that, you know, when you sign up to be their chief or when you sign up to lead them, that you sign up to lead, like to really be a part of their life and to really, really, really be invested you know, but that's a lot of what, you know, I want to kind of get to is just building relationships. So my first chief that I had, well, my second chief that I had at my first command, I would say that is a like a lifelong admiration kind of relationship. If ever I need some advice, I'm going to still, you know, hit them up, you know. So what I wanted to kind of talk to you about was like what separates you know, the good long-standing like relationships in the Navy from the ones that are just kind of fly by night. And you kind of know it, you know, you kind of know it already. So I know you probably still got some friends from your first command, right? But, but then you probably got some people from your first command that you, that, that you were like really thick as thieves with, but you don't talk to them at all anymore, right? Yeah. Well, what's the difference between them? Well, I I'm going to tell you the difference and the, and the difference is aligning yourself, right? So I look, for people who I try to align myself with, it's trying to kind of have the same 
you know, macho that I had coming up. And, and, and my thing coming up was, was nobody can outgrind me, right? Like, I may not be the smartest one in the, in the house, but when it comes to grinding and, turn, and, and, and trying to learn something and trying to get it, um, that's me. And that's, and that's what I do. So I always learn from a, a early age is like your surroundings and who you with, right? Who you rolling with, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're rolling with somebody who, who's doing negative things, you end up and you're going to be right in that same little group. So you want to try to align yourself with the right people. Um, and so what, that's what I did. And I got a lot of, uh, I ain't gonna say a lot, but I got some friends that are very successful that most of all are master chiefs right now. Um, because that's what I want to be, right? I want to be a master chief. So why I want to, um, align myself that don't have that goal or don't have that, um, aspiration to, to try to be, um, the best they can be while they in. If you stay in it and I got friends that's, that's out the Navy, they got out, but guess what? When they was in, they was trying to be the best, Right. So that's why I try to align, align myself with people who, who are trying to do good things. And those are the people who I'm still friends with today. Uh, people who are either um, Master Chief or they got the Navy. And you can see how successful they are because I knew they had that grind and they had that shine. And, and that's what they're doing. Um, so that's kind of how I still got friends today because people who are negative, I don't need that in my life. And I'm sure a lot of people don't. Um, but sometimes we, we get trapped in that life and we're doing the same thing. But then we got to figure it out. You know, as you get older, right. as you start having a family, you start having kids, you start figuring it out. Hey, this ain't where I want to be at. This ain't what I want to do. So um, if you don't want to do all that stuff, you need to align yourself with the right people. Yeah, I remember, like, uh, when I first joined a, a friend of mine uh, who we don't continue communication, but we were great friends at the time. His uh, his name was Gomez. Uh, shout out to Gomez, whatever you got going on right now. But he, we were talking. We were down there staring, and we just talk about friendships. And he was like, man, like, I really don't really care about my friendships in the Navy. Uh, I was like, that broke my heart. I'm like, what you mean by that? Man, I'm from, I'm this kid from Philly where like loyalty is like everything. You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, like, you know, you become friends with people, but then y'all change commands. You don't see him again. He was like, it don't matter. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was like devastated by that. And I didn't really understand what he meant until like I changed commands. And some of these people, like I never saw them again, you know? So he's like, yeah, I just don't waste my time you know, making friends. But then some of these other people, it just happened organically, man. But one of my better friends who's a potential business uh, partner right now, pretty much inevitable, we met at the first command, you know, and he, it's a couple things that happened, you know, we was on the deployments, uh, a couple things happened and he just showed his, his value, you know what I'm saying? And I think at the same time, I had another really good friend who, who this guy kind of out, outvalued like really fast. You know, and something happened in my life, you know, with both of these guys, they, they'll probably never know or understand what happened, but it, it gave me a better judgment of who was the better friend, like, at the time that this happened or whatever. So uh, that that friendship lasted forever. The other friendship is still, again, like acquaintance, like if I'm ever in your town, hey, what's up, man? We still good, we still good. But just as that friendship just had a whole different value. But I think my first command, had the most personal impression on me. Yeah, I was there for five years, though. Yeah, most definitely, man. Five years is a long time to be at a command and the people you meet and the people you see. Um, and most of the time, if you guys, for people listening in, five years is probably your first command. That's probably how long you're going to stay there. I mean, some things you can do to to move on or do whatever, but most of the time, your first sea duty going to be five years. So, Was your first one five? My first one was not five. Um 
so I kind of did some crazy stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a good story, though. It's a good story. I like it. So what I did was um, I was on my first my first command uh, three years, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened to me, though, since I was there for three years, um, and I was, man, I feel like I was kicking butt, though, right, when I was on this ship. But as a young sailor, you don't get – you don't have someone talking to you in your ear and all this stuff. I had this opportunity came up to do a split tour, right? Right. So to this day, I regret doing this. You took tour. it. I took the split tour, but I didn't. I don't regret the people I met, right, on the split tour. But I did regret leaving because I was already uh, excelling at this command, but my mindset. Man, I want to do something different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that also. And I, now to this day, I tell sailors already, hey, you may want to stick this one out. You kicking butt right now. You want to exit. You want to do this because I made the mistake. And it cost me probably about two years. Did you talk to somebody before you made the decision? No, because I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. This, 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 um, man, I'm on, I, I kind of forgot his name was a long time ago. Uh, but he was the uh, career counselor. And then you didn't have NCs with your career counselor. You just had a a, a random wow. guy on the ship was a, was your career counselor. And I think he got benefited by me doing a split tour. Mm -hmm. So he showed me in this magazine. He said, "Hey, you could do these precom ships right here. Brand <laughs> he new you, ship, brand brand new ship right here, man. You can go there, blah blah." And I was like, "Man, that sounds good." And let me tell you why I messed up. And my chief was heated. I pretty much gave the yes before he even knew about it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all, all of a sudden, orders came in saying I was leaving the ship, and he didn't even have a clue that I was leaving. Yeah. And that really, that really hit home with him. He was mad, and, I, and of course, and I was one of his go-to guys on the ship, so he was really like heated about how that happened and how it went down. But it was too late. I already had orders in hand. So it's crazy, man. Like, I, I was going to a split tour, too, on that first ship. Uh, you know, I was thinking about everything. When you're first command, you think about everything. The officer mm -hmm. program, split tour. Um, so I went to talk to my chief. I went to tool issue, talk to my chief, like, hey, chief, man. Um, you know, and I'm, at that moment, I'm thinking, like, I'm like the franchise player. You know, when you're a junior seller, mm -hmm. you're getting stuff done. Yeah, most you think you the guy. Like, you know, I'm like, man, I'm, I, I'm making all the threes. I'm hitting the game winners. <laughs> so I go to chief as if, like, you know, I'm about to leave the team I committed to or something like, hey, Chief, can I talk to you, man? <laughs> Chief, like, what's up, man? <laughs> uh, I think he's uh, seeing Chief Washington. I think he probably retired by now. What up, man? But he's like, hey, what's up? I was like, yo, Chief, man, you know, I think I'm going to go do a split, man. I think I'm going to do this somewhere else, man. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was kind of like wanting to do a split but then kind of like wanting chief to be like nah we need you man we need you on the team mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm like yo yeah chief man you know i just i just want to go somewhere else man you know just see yeah, how it is that's what i did <laughs> and he was like he was like yo you got a good thing over here he's like you close to eow you close to this that he's like why don't you just stay here man he's like i don't he's like i don't know if you really should do a split and then i was like man he trying to you know hold me back i was an ep guy and all I'm thinking, like, man, I'm going to just get an EP the next place I go or whatever like that. Staying on that ship, to me, looking back, staying on that ship was the best thing to ever happen in my career. It gave me some opportunities that people don't get in their first five years. You know what I'm saying? And 
I did get the E. I did, you know, wind up leaving there with the EL qualification and a whole bunch of other stuff that we ain't really got to get into right now. But staying on that ship was the best decision I made. So if anybody is thinking about, you know, split tour, just make sure you have a good mentor that you could talk to and they kind of, you know, give you the ups and the downs and the pros and the cons about it because a split tour might be good for like, you know, certain sellers. Yeah, yeah. It's most definitely a situational thing. Like like me, like I'm going back thinking about it now and saying it's a bad idea, but um some sailors are put in different situations. Like uh, and it may like 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 you said, it may be a good thing for them. Uh, but man, if I would look back right now, I'm telling you, if I would have stayed on my first ship, I most definitely would have would have been in a different situation that I am um and in right now. But but the people I met on mm-hmm. that split tour and the people I met along the way, man, I still got friends today. Uh, most definitely on that pre-com, pre-com ship, uh, the USS says, shoot, what's going on? Shoot, you guys hear me out there, man, what's good? That's crazy, man. I got a, a, a host of friends, like a lot of them showed up to the wedding. I got, man, like one of my brothers, you know, in crime, one of my brothers in time, uh, my boy uh, Lee. He got out after his second enlistment. You know, he said Chief sold him the uh, short duty dream, man. He wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't feeling it, man. He, he knew he wasn't going to, but he took it. He said, like, I'm going to do it. He wasn't like Coach Neck, New Jersey or something. He said, Chief, he was like, man, Chief really sold me the dream. And now I tell him, I tell him like, hey, man, you need to learn. You need to learn works in a suit, man. You're going to be it one day. You know, he used to like... <laughs> He used to like beg me to do his revision for him, man. You do the revision, I do all the maintenance, man. You do the revision, I do all the work. It's like, yo, Lee, man, you need to learn how to do this works in the suit. First thing happened, man. He went to that next command, works in the suit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but our trajectory changed. He still, he went somewhere. He kept, you know, doing his thing, working. And then I just kept Navy and I kept, you know, working and still creating programs and, still uh pushing sellers and still trying to lead and eventually may first and he got out he's still doing his thing that's my guy he came to my wedding and whenever he whenever he decided to get married i'm gonna be there too uh, so that's one of my great friends i got a, a few others uh in the navy that you know we'll kind of talk about sometime soon yeah most definitely man hey the friendships that we got man is it's like it's crazy um when you when you when you think back, you think like, man, I've been in the Navy over 20 years, man. Mm-hmm. So when I think back now, man, over the friends and, and that I'd have had over 20 years, man, it's like crazy. People now like, and, and that's one, one of the good things about Facebook, man. People, you get to see these guys and see them blossom and see um, the good things they doing um, in life. But man, I got like one of my good friends right now is on a, was on a, um, the shoot with me, man. He just moved like he practically my neighbor now. I'm just waiting on him right now to like like move in and get settled in, man. But he just moved down here, um, out here, and he got the navy. He did his four. He did his little time, and he got out, and he's doing good things, man. So I can't wait to link up with him uh, real soon. But relationships is key, man. Do you find it harder to like make friends now, though? Like now in the navy, vice like earlier in your career? Yes, um, I do because. Um, and this, again, this is my opinion. I think now, like when I go places and I do things, um, I think more of people trying to compete with me, right? So people don't necessarily like want to be your friends all the time because they know they got to compete. When I was a young sailor, first class or second class or whatever, I wasn't necessarily worried about all that because I know at the end of the day, if I do me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be good to go. 
right? So, right. but when you in the in the in the mess, it's like I feel like people are trying to compete with me, uh, trying to uh, see what I'm about, see what I'm doing. And they don't be legit friends all the time, man. Sometimes people just want to see what, what you're about. They want to be your friend so they can just see what you're about and how you're doing things, not necessarily wanting to be uh, your friend. And then that's my opinion. I, and I and I know no shit. I look at stuff like that. I know I, I look through people and, and try to find out if they really my friend or not. Are they really trying to kick it or not? Are they really trying to be whatever or not? I, I look at stuff like that. We we share that. We share that opinion. I think it's harder to, the more you kind of you know go up the chain. Uh, when we were younger, when I was younger, uh, if I speak for myself, when I was younger, my, I was competing with my friends. Like, you know, like it used to be people telling me like, yo, don't you know y'all competing? Like these were my guys. Like these were the guys that, you know, in the Navy, it's a melting pot. So you got, you, you, you got your, your white boy friends, you got your black, you know, your black, uh, friends, a whole, you got your home girls, you got like all types of friends. Like I said, Lee was a Chinese guy. So you got like all these kind of groups of friends and you're doing different stuff with each of them. I'm eating seaweed jerky with Lee. I'm doing wild white boy, crazy drunk stuff with my uh, crazy white boys, like getting pushed to fight people and all that crazy stuff. Black boys, we chilling, we drinking Henny, we doing crazy wild stuff. But um, each of us, you know, was wound up being in competition so you know people had to remind me like you know y'all you know y'all competing like i know these your friends but y'all competing and we it was healthy competition now yeah it is kind of like man i gotta keep my guard up i gotta stay guarded a little bit like yeah i got love for everybody i'll show everybody love you know what i'm saying but in the moment you know i gotta be ready to flip from showing you love to like either protecting myself or protecting one of my sellers or protecting my program. You know what I'm saying? Cause people don't got protect. I mean, people don't got respect for a lot of that stuff. Everybody get to this point where whatever is theirs is what they think is the most important thing or whatever like that. So that's where it gets hard to make friendships. Cause you going to go against that every now and then. And you got to be able to understand, you know, talk to people. And I've had friendships in the Navy with people where egos were kind of involved, but you know, we wound up stripping all that stuff down and like the human aspect showed up and we all remain friends. But at, at, at some points it, it was a lot of egos with kind of with being in a position of leadership, you don't have time to strip that stuff down. There's a lot of stuff you can't, you know, I was young, we were like going to studios, making music, trying to do crazy stuff. Now it's like, you know, you have to lead like 24 seven. So a lot of the people that you kind of, running against they doing the same thing as you you know so i wish it could be a little bit more pure but i mean that's what happens when you kind of start getting into that leadership position you got people following you and you always in like a competitive mode you know and they say it's not like you know we're not even really supposed to supposed to be competing anymore yeah. but it it just always feel like a competition yeah man i, I mean and, and sometimes that's how you you, you find out your real friends too though like like me, I don't hold no type of grudges in the Navy, man. We can we can go in the mess, we can be in the P where we can talk about some stuff, but I'm finna come right back. Right. Yeah. I'm we gonna we gonna talk right after this and we're gonna be kicking it right after this. And that's my that's what I learned through the ranks is like you can't hold these grudges. You can't you can't make it all personal, um, about what's what you got going on. But you made a point about uh competition when you was younger. When I was a E five, I never thought about uh competition at right. all 
right? And mostly because a lot of times your E5, it stays in your department also. And you kind of can tell, right, who's the go-to guys in your department and who you need to do this and whatever the case may be. But I remember when I was um, on one of my ships, uh, I was a first class. And I, at the time, I was, I was a junior first class. And I just got sent to the ship. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm there and... And um, they had it like on the on the mess decks. They had this little first the first class tables and stuff. Well, the well the first class sit out on the mess decks to themselves. And that's why I kind of learned that these guys are competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First classes. They man. Throat, are man. competing. So we had, and I'm gonna give you an example real quick. Of uh, we had two first classes that went up to captain masters. One of these first classes was was ranked number two and one of them was ranked like number six and i'm on the mess decks and i'm we, we talking we chopping it up out there and i'm hearing these for i'm hearing hearing them talk and they like well number two gone number six mm. gone mm. right so they are they are looking at this like, oh i'm finna move up so that's when i kind of found out oh man the competition is out there yeah. Right. It's there. And it was more in the first class because that's how you make that's how you make chiefs. Evals plays a a big part of making chief. And I was so junior at the time and I wasn't up to chief like two years anyway. So it, it didn't sit on me as important. These guys, it was first class that was in the Navy 16, 17 years. Um, that's really what they thinking about. They really what they trying to make that next step, trying to make that leap. Um, so that's when the competition is crazy and it gets even I think worse when it gets in a chief mess, but a lot of time in a chief mess, you got your own stuff you deal with. So you ain't too like, like first class, it seemed like we was always together. We was always doing stuff, yeah. you know, more, but when you in the mess, you're trying to take care of your division. You're trying to, you got a lot of stuff going on um, in your division and stuff. So it's a little bit different, but the competition is always there. And what, what's the problem with it though? What's the problem with competition? I love friendly competition. I will come in the chief mess and I'll I let you know that I'm that I'm doing I'm better than you or right. I'm kicking your butt in this or I'm gonna beat you in the, in, the, in 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 PT or I can do more push up. That's friendly yeah. competition that, that to was, make everybody great. That was like how we got through the deployment, man. You know, and this was a hard one to get through the COVID deployment. The COVID deployment. <laughs> hey, man, we go we go we gonna jump into this COVID deployment. And man, please, when you guys hear this podcast, you guys got any questions about this or to go further with it, but we did a COVID deployment and we want to talk to you guys about this yeah, COVID deployment. How to survive man. a COVID deployment, man. It's, man. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple of the things I did. Uh, one of them was just challenge, just challenge yourself, you know, challenge myself. So, you know, past deployments, we hit ports, you know, so let's, let's kind of start from there. So, you know, my first deployment was a was a mad cruise and we we hit Rota, Spain. And, and the first night of deployment, I was drinking Henny, uh, hot, hot Henny. And my boy P, you know, he, he he wasn't my boy P at the time. He was my boy. But uh, we really, really grew at this time. I was just kind of meeting him. And uh, now we got years in, you know, but he was like, man, you just going you just going to drink that, you know, hot like that. I was like, yeah, you know, we out here, you know, like, and I'm like, just trying to, you know, just, just trying to like, let them know that I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like I arrived. So, uh, you know, I'm drinking a hot heady. Next thing you know, I wake up on the ship. I woke up on the ship the next day. 
Um, I wake up, I'm walking through the P-Way. Somebody was like, hey, yo, bro, here go your wallet, man. Somebody was like, yo, here go your, here go your watch, man. Somebody was like, I got your cell phone, man. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I found out. <laughs> I found out later that I passed out. Um, we were at like a, a strip club or something like that. And I, I passed out there. And uh, they brought me back to the ship at 1900, man. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> 1900. So, <laughs> so I had to redeem myself uh, every other, you know. Then it was like now it's like you know it's it's crunch time every every game now. Like I gotta I gotta be the guy, you know. So I'm getting watered up before I drink the henny, making sure it's cold. And then I kind of stay away from henny. But in that deployment, though, man, we did tours. You know, people got drunk on tour. We uh we hit crazy ports we did a whole lot of stuff fast forward to the covid deployment and this was our first one this would uh, this year would have been anybody's you know first one uh and it's just different you know we hit one port uh with sasebo japan was it mm-hmm. and yep. then we were we were reserved i always tell people like man if i would have known sasebo was the only port i was gonna hit i probably you know wouldn't have been reserved you know we stayed at the lodge we just chilled out didn't even go on any tours, you know what I'm saying? So I was, man, if I'd have known, I was like, now nah, we gonna just keep it cool. I think some plum wine. Let's just, you know, vibe. But um, then after that, COVID hit hard. You know what I'm saying? Kobe died. Rest in peace, Kobe. COVID hit hard after that, and then like from then on, like we didn't hit any ports. So with some of the stuff that you know we did, we talked about it earlier. Challenge each other, like different kind of challenges, like for like working out. We started out with a weight loss challenge for like the department, but that ain't really kind of followed through. But then we started working out. Um, one of the things I stayed away from was uh, movies and TV. So I ain't watch as many movies and TV like as I would watch normally. I'm a movie TV guy, right? I got a cinematography degree, right? So, but uh, I stayed away from that purposely. Like, hey, how, like how how much stuff can I do? that I can learn from vice just, you know, watching movies and TV. Plus there's certain things, just apps that I don't want to download. But, um, so I was like, all right, let me do audiobooks. So every time we found, you know, some signal or a place that we could get Wi-Fi, I got a new audiobook, book, an audio book or two, you know, in different voices, you know, a black man's voice, a white man's voice, a white woman's voice, a black woman's voice, like just different voices kind of talking to me, you know? So I was just reading a whole bunch of different stuff. So the audiobooks was a thing. Um, working out became a thing, like mid-deployment, you know, and that was that was because of you. Uh, so, and then another thing that was a thing outside of the audiobooks and the working out was like getting back into like poetry and trying to put, you know, put words together. But it was just a whole bunch of different, you know, stuff that, you know, kept me busy on that COVID deployment. So I think for anybody out there, one of the one of the first way that I would say to survive is to challenge yourself, do some different stuff, you know, say you're going to do something and just do it. So I had a book goal, right? It was like read a, read one book a month and it, it wound up going to more than just one book a month. But that's the first that's my first one. My first one is challenge yourself. So ways to survive a COVID deployment, challenge yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, we did a we 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 had to, you know, do some stuff out there to to challenge ourselves on this COVID deployment. And you spoke first about your first deployment. My my first deployment, um, back in ninety eight, we hit thirteen ports. 
on that on that on that deployment. Thirteen ports. I'm talking about, and it was a West Coast deployment. So I'm talking about two, 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 three spots in Thailand, four spots in Australia, uh, Malaysia, Hong Kong, all these the places, man. Did you drink honey? Now let me tell you something about. <laughs> let me let me let me tell you something. I know people are gonna get gonna gonna frown when I say this, but I was young kid then. I was 18, 19 years old. I was so into sports and i was so into working out that i wasn't even drinking oh i didn't okay. drink i didn't smoke uh, anything till i was 21 and and when i was 21 they actually got me to try it when i was 21 i kind of like been drinking ever since then right y'all got me you know who you are <laughs> um so we had 13 points man we had, i'm talking about some the most fun that i didn't had probably in my whole navy career and i've been on more deployments and i've been on a lot of deployments but that first one um maybe i don't know why it was more for maybe because i was on a frigate and maybe we were so close because a smaller ship and the, and, the, and the team was a close team and we went out and we had fun and we was on a deployment where i did a crew swap on this deployment right so what that mean was when we hit these 13 ports we didn't pull in with other ships so everywhere we pulled in, it was always just us. So we mm. didn't pull in with a carrier. We didn't pull in with an Anfield. So it was always just us. And, and man, we had a blast uh, on that deployment. Um, what's up, USS you know, Thatch? You guys know what it is. Um, but back to to fast forward to uh, this COVID deployment. On things I got that, that challenged me, one thing that happened uh, on this deployment is that I wanted to uh, challenge my division, right? So when we have quarters in the morning, I'm always talking to them about, we're not pulling in. What are you guys gonna do today, mm -hmm. right? What are you gonna do for the week? Uh, what, are, what are your uh, short-term goals, right? And I used to sit in quarters and we used to talk about this stuff um, all the time because a lot of times I was young. I was 18. I was 19 years old at one point, and I know I didn't really care about a whole lot of stuff. But guess what else? I didn't have nobody talking to me about it either, though. Right? I didn't have no one talking to me about what should I do right now that could that could help me in the future. What can I do? And all that type of stuff. Didn't nobody tell me that. So guess what? I'm going to put it out to these guys. I'm going to talk to them about who they following, who you should be following, who you want to follow. Um, you're going to make your own decision at the end of the day, but I want to put that out there to them. What are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Because if I'm not pulling into a port nowhere, and I know I'm not pulling in 30, 40, 50 days, what can I accomplish in these 30, 40, 50 days that I'm going to be out here? It's so many quarrels out here. Um, we had some things that you can do when you for college-wise and things like that you can do. So what are you guys going to do? Are you just going to wake up every day and just do the normal thing to, to get to another day? Or are you going to try to make yourself better every day, right? So that's why I, should, I challenge myself to put stuff out there to those guys. And I used to have a, a thing I used to do. I, I used to do it all the time, but I kind of slacked off a little bit towards the end where I used to tell a, tell a story every day. Mm -hmm. Actually, I know I, we talked about it also, but I used to get up and I used to tell a story. And, and and to them, and I try to make the story uh, make sense. And I had this book uh, called Tie-Ins. Tie yeah, Tie-Ins. Tie-Ins. Very so, familiar with that book. Yeah, man. so if you had values <laughs> or you had anything, I can kind of tell you a story and kind of tie that into it. So that's kind of what the book was about. I used, used to, man, read this book at night so I could have some for quarters in the morning. That kind of like made time go by. 
um, because that's what I was trying to do. Um, so for all the sailors out there, I mean, air quarters, you guys heard my lame ass stories or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to make a point or I was trying to uh, say something to them to make, you know, make good conversation. Also, hopefully learn from it. Yeah, you have to do that. You got to stay motivated, right? Yeah. You got to stay motivated and you got to motivate your people. Uh, I see that a lot with uh, the sellers, especially on like a COVID deployment. A lot of young, it get real mundane, man. Like, yeah. you know, you stand in the same watches, same rotations. Uh, we got the circadian rhythm where we kind of doing a three three hours of watch and then like six hours off. And then, you know, you back on watch for three hours, three hours of watch, what, nine hours off. And then you back on watch for three hours again. I mean, I don't know who screened that. You know, but it's not yeah. the best. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? I, I tell you, I, t- I tell you. So another reason why this this COVID deployment was a little bit more difficult for me than, than normal is because um, I was detaching. Talk about it. I was detaching in the middle. <laughs> Talk about it. Of the deployment, right? Well, not in the middle. In the beginning of the deployment, mm-hmm. right? I suppose it detached from the ship, and then COVID hit. So we already kind of had a plan on on when my release was going to get there and when I was going right. going to leave and all that stuff, but covid hit right and when covid hit man the only thing i I, I, i'm telling you guys this from the from from being real is the only thing that kept me sane with this guy sitting next to me i'm talking to Mm. right now because i'm here to tell you my mindset was changing day by day when it comes to when i'm leaving the ship because i knew i suppose supposedly i could have been out there a month and i ended up staying out there six months yeah so when you think about that, think about that for a second. I know I'm supposed to be gone. Then the, the the stuff that you got going on on the ship, I am one of the most motivated guys ever when it comes to ship. I was starting to lose that motivation. Yeah. Let me jump in real quick for, for, yeah. for a second. Now, I don't want anybody to get this confused. Like calculated leadership, calculated leaders, that stuff has an expiration point. So when you, it, it got an expiration date, meaning this. If I'm a calculated leader and I know that I'm going to a place for five years, or I know I'm going to a place for three years. I know what I'm going to do in those five years or three years. At the end of that time, I'm looking back. Did I do it or did I not do it? If I feel like I did it and it's done, I'm good to go. If I feel like I didn't get it done, I'm going to have to take those losses, move on to the next place and try to, you know, lead that next place the best way that I could. So when you hit that expiration date where you, you know, shot all the shots that you could shoot or whatever, and you just kind of at this point, uh, you know, we just waiting for the game to be over kind of thing. If we want to do a sport sports reference, that thing has an expiration date. All right. That's all I wanted to say right there. Yeah, most most definitely. But guess what? I still stay motivated. Yep. Right. And I, I still sure. did and I still did my thing. Um and I try to help sailors. That's and and a lot of things was going on on the ship, you know, with me being on the watch bill, me being off the watch bill and things like that. Um, which big shout out to Chang, you know, mm. you know, getting me off the watch bill and, and, and things like that. Um But at the end of the day when I look back, I still had fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, we still yeah. have fun. How are you going to react when you when you get in situations where it's nothing you can do about it? Mm-hmm. You got to start finding things positive in yeah. the situation. If you're going to stay negative, how am I going to go out there on this ship and leave my sailors if I'm up there and I'm standing in front of them and I'm talking and I'm the most negative guy in the room? 
right? Yeah. Then I'm just starting a hostile environment, right? So I got to think of positive things to come up with, positive things to say uh, every morning because guess what? We've been out here 40 days now, and we don't know when we pulling in. Mm-hmm. So I'm finna stand up to them and, and, and say, oh, this bullshit, this, 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 that. No. I'm finna talk to them about how you finna kick some ass on the next qual. How you finna go out there and you finna run these next miles or yeah. you finna do this or you finna do that. That's where um That's the new challenge. The new the new challenge, man. The new challenge. We yeah. had this challenge. Don't hold up. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and throw this throw these shots out here real quick. We had this challenge on board the ship called the bike challenge. Mm. On how many miles we can um we can get on that bike and go and and I jumped in that challenge. And actually I jumped in that challenge three weeks to four weeks late, right? And I jumped in a challenge and, and I seen where I was at and what I was doing. And then they came out and they said, oh, whoever win this challenge is going to get a, a laptop. Mm. <laughs> that was a little extra motivation for me. You know, you want to give me some motivation, more motivation? Okay, let's go. So I went out there and I, you know, I won at that. I got like 3,000 some miles um, um, on that bike. And guess what happened? People started quitting. They didn't want to keep going. Right? That's what I, I was not set out to do that. But, you know, when you motivated and you ready to go and and, and, and and you feel like can't nobody beat you, you know, you go out there and get it. And that's what I did. And people quit. And I ended up, you know, coming home with that laptop. And I know my wife probably on it right now. Yeah, man. That's what happened when you, you know, when you could take it off the watch bill, man. <laughs> <laughs> As a happen, you can take it off the watch, but you get those kind of opportunities. Shout out to Chang, man. You know Shout out to Chang, man. <laughs> you get those kind of opportunities. No, but I mean, you would have, you, you, you would have won anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 neither that's neither uh, here nor there. But yeah, we just talk about when it comes to like you know expiration dates on you know that kind of motivation. You got to find more. You got to dig deeper, right? So you know you had a plan. You planned for five years to do this, to lead this, to do that. The time is over. It's time for you to go somewhere else. So you got fresh ideas. You already started kind of mapping out your new fresh ideas. Then you get hit with extension, you know? Yeah. So then that's the point that it's like, man, you got to you gotta lead more. You got to do more. You know, it's a new challenge. So that's what it's talking about. And um, that's another thing, man. You know, just dig deep, you know? So that's probably another way, you know, another way to survive one of those COVID deployments. Just dig deep. You know, it takes a whole lot. It's it's mundane, you know. It's the US Navy not in a time of war, you know what I'm saying? Doing what they call PMS, that's like preventative maintenance. Uh they're fixing fixing equipment and we're gonna be here every day. Dig deep. So yeah, I mean and, and I'm talking right now, I mean you guys hear how I'm talking. I'm I'm talking from someone who's been in the Navy over twenty years, right? Again, I say that because I think differently now when I was 18, 19 years old. So um, for the sailors that's out there that's, you know, third classes and second classes, it's going to be different for you and what you're going to have to find and what you're going to have to dig deep for. Uh, for me, I know I'm a, I'm a lifer in the Navy. I know I'm going to do whatever, you know, it takes to be successful in the Navy because that's what I signed up for. But you got a lot of young sailors in there that, that don't have that same mindset because they haven't been in long enough. So now you got to think about what are you going to do? Yeah, you you 18, you 19 years old, you out here on a six month deployment and you ain't going to pull in but one time, maybe two times, maybe. So what are you going to do 
to make yourself successful out here because on this deployment we just came off of it was a lot of mental health it's mental health stuff that was going on while we was in san diego so think about now you put someone out there in the water for six months and they don't pull in is they hear from their families every now and then or whatever the case may be it's, it's hard out there yeah that's like the recipe that's, for any kind of mental health yeah. issue <laughs> it's, it's it's hard out there so that's another thing why we, we we throw big shots out to to the goats man so that's the stuff that we got to try to to bring people together and, and bring that team in and, and let them understand that that this ain't forever yeah you know it's not a forever thing and you know sometimes dig deep could sound like a derogatory term <laughs> yeah. like you know like yeah. man like I, i'm giving it all my all you know but everybody is who they are you know what i'm saying and just you have to look for some of you to keep yourself motivated so if you know you only doing four if you know you're doing 20 then you need to be really focusing on your life so if you know you're doing four you got plans to get out go to school stuff like that start pushing toward the stuff that you planning for if you know you're doing 20 and it's career based and you know push to push your career what can i do what qual can i get you know do i want to you know go officer you know if i am an officer you know is it anything else i want to do here uh i get my swope in you know um just keep on pushing get my AI letter you know as an officer just keep keep pushing dig deep dig within yourself don't don't ever dig in comparison to somebody else you know what i'm saying whatever you do do you the best that you could do and that's my belief and i think you always going to get the proper payment for doing you the best that you could do and don't have no regrets though a, a lot of times when 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 you talk about doing you right when you do you don't have no regrets afterwards if you, if you got regrets after you probably not doing you though right so don't have no regrets go out there work hard as you can work and um it's always going to pay off man you're always going to be in a position that you uh, want to be in or supposed to be in uh if you uh, work hard at it and, and and go hard um so what else what else happened out there on that deployment man it was a lot yeah what's what's some there. of the stuff that you did like what's some of this uh, the stuff that got you through outside of staying motivated uh some of the talks we had like just with some of the like I know you. You got you right. You uh, you racked a lot of hours watching TV, right? You got a lot of oh, TV shows, right? Man, I racked some hours <laughs> on it. So let, let me let me tell you guys, man. So as you guys already know, I, I got taken off the watch bill. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I did I did rack some hours on um, on TV shows and and big shout out to Ross, man. He had man so many movies that that <laughs> that was on his uh on his laptop. Man, I got them all. Yeah, that's so, that's a that's a lifestyle, man. That that's like a navy lifestyle that people don't know about the hard drive, hard drive, mu the hard drive movie library. <laughs> yeah, so I, I watch a lot of shows, man. Um, and big shot this show, man. I don't know if a lot of people know about it called Banshee. Man, I think it's on uh, Cinemax. Banshee, man. If you ain't on that Cinemax show, get on that stuff. show, man. That that, was, that show, I think it was like four. Uh, seasons man it was man it was good man so and that's stuff that i don't normally look at like when you out there on deployment you didn't watch all the stuff that you normally will yeah, see yeah, normally you yeah. so now you just gotta just like man let me take a look at this yeah you, get them. I, yeah, <laughs> you get them deployment eyes yeah man. so i took a look at it and i was impressed man it was a it's a good show can't wait till the next uh, season come out if one come out yeah you get those deployment eyes because it'd be shows that you probably wouldn't watch if you wasn't on deployment like yeah. like that last season of ozark 
we tried to watch it a couple. It was good, you know what I'm saying? But we tried to watch it a couple times and we never made it through. Soon as deployment hit, downloaded Ozark, ran through it. Yeah, I I tell you uh, some more things that that kind of got me through deployment, man. That, that I don't talk too much about. Um, it's a, the, some of the people um, that passed away this year, right? We had we had a lot of people that passed away, and one of the one of the biggest people people well that we all know is like Kobe Bryant man like like if that don't make you sit your butt down for a few minutes and think about your life Mm. you know um something must be wrong with you man Kobe Bryant is like maybe 40 years old if that and this guy's an icon um an icon and his life just was like in seconds it's gone man yeah right gone so ain't nobody you know, invincible. Get your you gotta get your life in order on what you want to do in life, and go in on it and go get it. And that's kind of how I start feeling on deployment. Like, yeah, it's go time. It's it's what I'm waiting on, right? Why am I waiting on anything? Because tomorrow is not promised to nobody. Mm. So if it's tomorrow is not promised, what am I waiting on to to accomplish any type of goal? And I remember telling my division this: What are you waiting on? Yeah. What are you waiting on? So um, that's another thing. And then I remember you, um, me and you was talking about the same thing. You know, you had this, I think it was Mama Mentality Mondays yeah, or something Mamba like that. Yeah, Mama Mondays. Yep. Monday Mamas. And that was one thing that you had. You was, That would help, I'm assuming, motivate you. On, on Mondays, you had certain things you wanted to do on yeah. Monday because it was Mama Monday. So um, things like that, man, like little, and that's sometimes what it takes, uh, little things like that that motivated you. And then one of my other biggest motivation was, man, is watching that um, that Michael Jordan documentary, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I like seeing people and how they think and what makes them great. Um, and I watched it, and, I, and you can see what made a lot of a lot of like Michael Jordan on him, what he did, like the comp- the competitor he was, and motivated him to be who he was, and, and of course being Michael Jordan. Um, I like stuff like that, motivational books. Um, man, I've listened, I listen, like right now I listen to motivational speeches on, I put it, I go to YouTube and just click on motivational speech and I like hearing people talk about stuff and I kind of jot stuff, notes and stuff down on for me. So when I'm talking to people and I kind of can, you know, talk about some of the similar stuff they talking about, because that's what motivates me, um, to do certain things. And man, like the motivation from seeing guys like even when you got your EI letter, you know, I know how hard you worked on that EI right, letter, yeah. you know, to to put that type of work in. That's the stuff now that motivates me is seeing people do great things, seeing people um in a corner somewhere studying, yeah. seeing people getting ready for the exam, seeing people do this thing. Cause when I walk in my shop and I see people sitting down not doing nothing, you, you I feel like you're losing. Yeah, and and you lose, and you don't be motivated. It's like man, yeah. sucking out the motivation from you. Yeah. But to, you know, to keep to keep on, uh, you know, people who passed, I, I do want to say, uh, rest in peace. We got a GM three Turner who who passed away on our ship. So rest in peace to him and uh, prayers to his family. Uh, he passed away on our deployment when we were on the extension, um, and it was just. They 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 played a memorial video for him, and it was just man. They just had all the right videos of this guy. So so real quick on on that on what I remember about this is that there was the day this happened, 
the day that I left off deployment, right? So they had like a month, I think like a month left of deployment or whatever. So I left the ship. My relief came out. I left the ship July 31st. And as we getting on the on the flight and we getting ready to leave, one of the sailors on the ship that was leaving with me, hey, you heard about this? And he was like, um, Turner passed away. He, he drowned. And my first thing, drowned. You know, and I, I know the preparation that the ship put in to make sure people are safe when we go to these little ports and we went out there. And trust me, when I say this, we didn't go to a lot of ports. Mm -hmm. But I know the preparation that they put in before that. And it was mind-boggling, man. Like, we had probably about 20-some sailors, but maybe 15 of the 20 sailors was this guy's, like, friend-friend. Yeah. Like, like I'm talking about they came to the ship together. Um and, of course, he, he was a deck seaman at first. So all these young sailors, man, they was, like, balling on board, on, on the flight, man, because this was a big deal. And I and I, I wasn't on the ship at the time, but I can imagine uh, how hard that hit the ship for somebody you've been, you've been with six and seven months already. You guys on the deployment, you're seeing this guy every day. You're working with him every day, and something like that happens. So, uh, man, that's, I know that was a big deal. It was hard, man. It was tragic. And uh, just, you know, being my age and watching a guy at least 10 years or more younger than me, you know, memorial video on TV. And we shot the memorial. We, we Me and uh, Saul, we videoed the actual memorial, uh, the other one. But they did like a, you know, just a kind of like a slideshow for him. And just watching it. And, just, and then after that, hearing what people had to say motivated me. He was a real hard worker, man. He was a, a, a go-getter. Like, he... He worked. He was one of those guys who put his head down and just worked, mm -hmm. you know, and it reminded me of how I was, you know, when I was coming up in the ranks and it would have been beautiful to see a guy like that, you know, become a chief or a first class or something like that. But. And, and, and one more thing about, you know, GMT Turner, like he came to see us in the mess, right, for for DRB. And I remember anybody who comes in a mess and comes in front of me and I talk to them, I give them a serious talk because I want them to move forward afterwards. So I give them this this talk to like, hey, what, what you about to do now, right? Are you going to be sour about this or are you going to motivate yourself and you're going to go forward? And to me, he was the guy that then put his head down, wasn't hanging out with certain people that, that would get him in trouble. And he, he, he made put on GM3. And this guy was was moving up the ladder. I just wanted to put that out there, man. This guy was was uh, like you said, put his head down and, and worked hard every day. And and man, I remember like sometimes like people can go uh, to DRBs and stuff, and they go in the wrong direction and and, and don't understand why they in certain places. But this guy took it on board, got out of there, did his job, man, and did it well. And and uh, like I said, man, we hate to see we hate that happen to him. Yeah, man. So again, man, rest in peace to GM3 Turner. Prayers to your family. I know you up there working on something, getting something done up there. But that was that was like, man, that was like tragedy number five or six, you know, because uh, Vanessa Gian, we have Vanessa Gian, um, and uh, we that's something that we definitely gonna dive a lot deeper into in the later in the in the later episode. But you know, we had that story that was tragic, and then we had the whole George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. These are things that, you know, it's already tragic. Um, it's happening. We already kind of like not really 
in touch with what's going on outside in the world because corona is happening and then on top of that we got social unrest happening and communities that you know we grew up in and we're very familiar with but we're meanwhile we're on a ship and some of that talk i'm probably gonna say something that some people don't agree with but some of that talk is taboo on a ship like we don't really get too much into and i and i was a simio for two years but we don't get too much into the actual dialogue of, you know, uh, race and some of the social justice. But you see how people feel on Facebook. And that was kind of what I was touching on earlier, but really ain't, you know, dive too deep into it. But you see how people feel on Facebook when things like this happen, when, you know, you got guys like George Floyd who who dies and, you know, people, you know, they, they first response is, man, I need to know more, you know, like w- what happened? What did he do? You know, what did he do that made a cop, you know, put his knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds? What did he do? You know, what was his state? Was he stable? Was he on drugs? Like what was going on? Meanwhile, we just devastated because we just watched a video of a guy getting assassinated. You know what I'm saying? By police officers. And if you guys out there right now listening to this and don't think this is a big deal on board a ship, that only thing we know only facts that we have is a video showing this right that's a big deal and that's another shot i want to give out to the goats out there man because these young kids ain't ain't taking this land down no more right yeah they are talking about this stuff right and when they talk about it we have to address Mm. the situation and i know (laughs) you know we tried to address the situation right right we tried to address the situation. And, and I'm going to give a big shout out to our XO, you know, because he actually, you know, we had a khaki call, man, and he actually brought this up and he actually talked about it, you know. And big shout out to him because I know that wasn't easy for him to even do, you know, when you out there and you're not um, African-American or you're not Latino or whatever, and you out here and you talking about this this subject, um, so I know it's, it's, it's hard, but man, he got up there and he talked about it and, and, and it was, it was, it was good, you know? Um, but back to the, to the situation is that it is an issue and it's something that we need to talk about. Um, if we don't talk about things now, you got this rage. I feel like some of these young kids got this rage because that's where they grew up at. Yes. Right. That's how they grew up and that's what they going through and they see just a video about this. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm big on facts, right? And I didn't dive in too much or too hardcore on anything because I don't know the whole situation. I don't know the facts behind it. Only thing I know is it's going to be hard to prove for me looking at this video some different than what's going on, right? <laughs> you know? But other than that, you know, I go off facts and I go off what I see and what I hear and what I read and, and, and things like that. So... It was pretty hard for us being out there on deployment and, and, and the things that was happening, you know, Vanessa and, and and George Floyd, because that's what we know and that's what we see and that's what we hear. And to not have no kind of communication to to help us out or to 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 dive deeper into the situation, we got these we got sailors on board that's really, you know, into this stuff yeah man and as much as they define us from you know how we navy they also define us on how we you know handle ourselves in times like this and and these times can't be ignored i mean we got real people 
in the military serving real people that's really affected by real things that's happening in the world and we have to acknowledge that these things are happening you know we gotta address it and that's all people want is is acknowledgement that's all people want to know is that we know that we care that we're doing something you know and a lot of the stuff that you know a lot of the political statements or a lot of the social statements being in the military you know you can't openly kind of make those statements but it's still ways to inform and ways to address certain things and you have to like for every leader out there people want to hear this you know this is the same stuff we wanted to hear you know when we were junior guys stuff like that you know also brianna taylor you know rest in peace brianna taylor uh and then just love shout out to all black women love shout out to all black men love shout out to everybody that lost their life um whether that whether that be in our neighborhoods that we grew up in or whether that be behind the, the gun of a uh, twisted police officer um we're not anti-police officer here um when we're not anti any race here but right now and i just want to specifically you know shout out to all black women uh protect our black women big shout out man that's that hey that's that's those conversations like that man like we said before we're gonna dive a little bit deeper uh into uh these conversations um on our future podcast we just want to address a, a couple of things and you know real quick about it uh, but we'll dive deeper into that um but those are big conversations that i'm gonna love to dive into and i'm gonna love to get a lot of feedback um on these conversations because i that's what I want. That's what that's what we doing this for, uh, to get feedback on some of this stuff. And and everybody ain't gonna have the same, you know, opinion about it or whatever. But that's why we do this. You know, that's why we talk about it, and that's why we have dialogue on on these things so uh, we can learn from it. And I'm hoping that that everybody's learning from it though. Like the the police officers are learning from it. Um, the communities are learning from it. Um, after doing things um to get better, um every day like i seen like so many uh athletes so many uh actors actresses and everybody coming out um doing certain things and doing whatever for the communities or whatever but i would like to see that those actions happen though a lot of times people put money you know here put money there but you never see nothing actually happen yes right so real quick and, and i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not a lebron james fan but I do like how he speak out, not because he's speaking out on this situation. He's putting his money there, too. This guy opened up schools and communities and things like that. That's what I like to see. I don't like to see no 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 actor, no no somebody using a platform just to talk. Right. Right. I like action. Yeah. Show me what you're doing type stuff, you know. And, and again, I, they might be doing it. I'm not saying no one's not doing it. I'm just saying I just like to see action and I like to see people out there in the communities doing stuff um, because I know they can. I know they got the platform to do that. Put your money where your mouth is. And that, and that go back to the reason why I was saying I stopped doing that stuff on Facebook because I just didn't feel like I had the right platform. And I, you know, at that time, I didn't feel like that was the best forum to just do that. What are we going to do? We're just going to sit here and argue back and forth. You're going to say something that I feel like is super duper ignorant and then i'm gonna say something that you feel like is super duper ignorant why because we disagree with each other we don't have the same ideas we didn't grow up the same we don't have the same influences 
it's never going to be the same here. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So that was a Definitely. big, that was a big thing that deterred me, you know, from that. Um, one of the things I do want to touch on kind of, which we will probably talk about every time we talk is Navy movies, right? So <laughs> Navy movies. <laughs> so you got good ones, right? Really good ones. And you got bad ones, like really bad ones, like Battleship, you know what I'm saying? So I just watched one recently, and I know you probably watched it already also. So we're going to dive into this one. Midway. The Midway. So, man, I watched the Midway. Man, I I was really moved by the midway and i'm actually gonna gonna tell you what what got me moved a couple couple scenes in that movie that got me moved about the midway one is growing up in the navy and being in the navy this long is man all the names in the movies nimitz, nimitz yeah, halsey spruance yeah. like Lindsay, all these dudes got all these names after. man like these yeah. are the guys that, that the ship that you know out there that kind of moved me but it was one part of that movie that really got the goosebumps on me right mm -hmm. And it was when um, the uh, the Japanese bomber or, or or whoever was coming to to land on the ship that I think um, Halsey was on, right? And he was coming in, and and the third class jumped in the in the in the um, in the plane and pretty much shot him down yeah. before he got to the and he still like hit some a part of the ship or whatever and shot him down and and um, Halsey called him up there to the to the um the the pilot house and pretty much he said pretty much asked his name he said he's a petty officer third class whoever and he pretty much said now <laughs> you a petty officer first class yeah promoted him the promoted first class him the first class <laughs> two ranks up <laughs> but the but the the biggest thing he jumped in that airplane and he freaking engaged that aircraft that was coming in man no no thought or know anything about his own life nah, or anything. No it regret. was all about, yeah. you know, saving the lives on board that aircraft. I mean, on, on board that um ship, man. That was a big deal, man. Like that gave me goosebumps. And then the Japanese plane actually hit the plane he was in shooting from. It yes. actually took like the wing off of it or whatever. So he yeah. could have died from that. He could have died right there. Then at the end. Uh, he actually, was, this was Nick Jonas too, right? Yeah, this was Nick Jonas who played the character, uh, Bruno. But at the end, he actually, you know, he had to go over the side of the Japanese ship. He asked for the cigarette. He went over the side. They threw the yes. anchor down. So he went out brave. Before I talk about the movie, I do want to, because I am a movie guy, so it's a couple things I do want to uh, say. It was directed by Roland Emmerich. Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. That's the same guy that did Independence Day, uh, the same guy that did Day After Tomorrow, a lot of big budget uh, films. This one was produced by him as well and, uh, and more production. I want to say that because he had to independently fund this movie, to my knowledge. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but he had to independently fund this movie because he couldn't get funding for this. Um it's hard right now for uh, movie guys to get funding because Marvel kind of got a hold on a market. So a lot of those war movies that we grew up on, the uh, military Navy movies, you got to fund those movies yourself. Uh, another thing is Woody Harrelson was in it. Ed Screen. Hopefully I'm saying that name right. I could 
completely be butchering it. Patrick Wilson, we already talked about Nick Jonas, Luke Evans, Dennis Quaid, Mandy Moore. It, I mean, hell of a cast. Uh, uh, what I will say about a movie is it was, I mean, it was a textbook military movie. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, it, it it was one of those where you where if you're in the Navy, you're not going to get like learn anything kind of new. Um, but you are going to be motivated. It's a couple little things you're going to kind of see. You could see where the kind of the cockiness kind of gets you. Like these guys kind of knew they were losing it for a while, but they just kept stayed in for their pride and lost, you know, their last carrier like that. Um, like, a, a, again, I say these are things we know. These are things that I can't appropriately kind of rate, you know, because as a movie guy, of course, like I said, it's not my favorite war movie. It's not the yeah. worst war movie I saw. If I was to say anything, I'd give it probably three out of five of my stars. Uh, the acting was as normal as a, a war movie would be with the whole, you know, go ahead and save the world kind of talk. You know, that same, you know, vibe. Uh, Dick Best was a cowboy. You know, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, well, definitely. <laughs> um, super duper hero kind of guy. Um, and the craziest thing about all this, and this was uh, me and Angeline, my wife was talking about after, was this all like really happened. Like this guy, these guys really did it. Like yeah. for me, you know, with the Marvel movies and all the other stuff that we kind of watch now, these guys were like real life superheroes. Like this ain't just a movie. We're not watching a movie about jet fighters. This not Top Gun. This is like these guys really did this in these days like yeah. like technology wasn't where it was these real men opening up windows of jets and shooting at fighters and how they was the bombing was going on uh, think about today and, and back then oh like these guys are going up in the air and coming down like that on yeah. somebody who firing on you that was firing crazy. on you crazy right but um big shout out to the intel guys you know that the, the, the they played a big part in that movie yeah, yeah. um for the for the intel side of it um, but some of that stuff happens today also with, with sometimes you got to go out on a limb, you know, sometimes you may not have like all the info, but you still got to make a decision, right? Yeah. Decisions are being made every day that you may not have all the info, um, on, but you got to go from your experience on the things that you didn't seen before. So a lot of that stuff still happening now. Um, but my last thing I want to say about the movie is, is that it wasn't just about you know, the United States or America, right? It was about the Japanese too. Yep. And it kind of like, at the end, they gave shots out to them too. Yep. It just wasn't about, just about us. So I kind of like that part of it too, because they played a, a big part in, you know, the history of the military. Yeah, and I saw the weight on, that's that's one of the parts that hit me the hardest. When, uh, when the Japanese uh, Admiral or whoever he was made the decision to continue. Like I saw that weight, because you got to make a decision. I mean, yeah. It's either going to be the right decision or the wrong decision, but it's a time of war. You got to make the decision. Another part that hit me the hardest was when Dick Best, it was like the other lieutenant, you know, his guys, they landed the airplane and the, the, <laughs> the yeah, missile, man. you know, came out and they caught it. And, you know, Dick Best is like, yo, it's it's a, like, you know, there's like, we respect his rank. He's like, it's a time of war, you know, pretty much. It's a time of war. These guys like, that's going to get us killed. That that's out the window you know and that's like a lot of the kind of stuff that we do like we just we're not actively in the war fighting kind of you know phase right now so we just do a lot of just 
work, you know, whether it be paperwork, uh, more business related stuff. But you see what we're kind of made of in a time of war. And that Japanese dude in the movie, he underestimated. You know, he's like, man, America, oh, yeah. they not oh, yeah. that brave. Yeah, know? exactly. Is I remember but, um, that. Yes. So, you know, after that, we did, you know, develop a great relationship with Japan. That's, you know, one of the, you know, our favorite ports that we go to. Again, like I said, we went to Sasuke, Japan. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a decent movie. Uh, like for me, it was a three out of five. What yeah. was it for you? Man, I had man, I had a couple of goosebumps <laughs> moments in there, man. So I'm gonna have to give it a four out of five, oh, man. man. Yeah, I think I, it's, it's a stretch, and mm. but man, I like the movie though, man. Yeah, I yeah. really, I really like like, and I think more, um, I liked it more because I am in the navy and see, hearing all the names and hearing all that stuff, man. It, I don't lie, I was motivated after that movie, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it gets you worked yeah, up, and that's yeah, the difference. Yeah. But that's what you're gonna get from the. That's the difference between how we pick our movies, though. If it's if it's gonna if it's action based, if it's gonna be motivating, Damon going, you know, he Most gonna hit it hard. <laughs> you know, mine is is gonna be if it's the character study, if the acting is like you know a one and the set pieces and all that, you know, so. Well, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how we kind of rate some of these movies that we talking about. Yeah, because uh, you know I don't have a degree in this thing, man. So I'm just going about you know <laughs> on what I like. Uh, because uh, Dumbo, yeah, man, he got a degree in it. And he knows these guys by their first name, basics, and all this stuff. Me, I man, I got to look it up online to find out who they are and stuff. But uh, but yeah, man, I, I can't wait to dive into more movies and stuff like that. Um, I like that, man. All right. So one thing that I do want to talk about and i want to kind of make this a thing as well is i got a book recommendation right so i just finished a book called the color of law it's by a guy named richard rothstein right and i'm gonna just read the description just on the cover it says the color of law a forgotten history of how our government segregated america right so I'm not going to give, you know, my personal opinion on anything about the book, but it's an interesting book. It's a good read. Very informative. You know, if you are if you are a fact checker and you just you don't want to just go off of everything from Richard Rothstein and you want to, you know, go do some research, you know, go do the research and, uh, you know, fact check. But uh, if you just want to get a good read and kind of, you know, learn some stuff or hear about some stuff from somebody's point of view and perspective, read the book it's really really good it's about real estate it's about zoning it's about redline and it's about a lot of different you know uh building housing projects and um sundown towns something that i didn't know anything about really until reading that book well i kind of heard about it but i didn't really know it was a real thing you know so the color of law really good book yeah man um so the truth about it man is like i wasn't really a big book thing until that covid deployment mm. so that covid deployment <laughs> got, got, got me doing things i don't normally do covid um but one of the last books i read was um uh success through a positive mental attitude right so and and, and the reason why i picked that book I, I picked that book just because of the name mm. and the reason why i picked it because of the name is because I'm always looking for positive stuff to do things positive. It's always going to be a lot of negative, but I'm like negative, but how am I going to get to the positive side of this negative, right? So I'm always looking at stuff like that. So the book is more about 
having so many different ways uh, to set yourself up for success um, and having a positive mental attitude about about doing it. Um, they got different names for it. The book is about uh, was written by Napoleon Hill. I know you guys have heard that name oh, man. You know, a lot uh, when it comes to reading um, a lot of books out there, Napoleon Hill. And man, it it, it it's just a good book on, on telling you about things that that you can do uh, to set yourself up for success. And that's I noticed a lot of things that people want to hear um, when it comes with them reading. What's going to set me up uh, for success? And, and this is one of those books that will always put your mind in the right spot or where you want it to be mentally um, to be successful and have a positive attitude. And I like the book. Um, and we're going to get into more books. But, yeah, I got a lot. Like, like, like Dumbo said about me before, I'm always reading something that has something to do with um, motivation and, and, and things like that. So I got a lot of more books that I'm going to introduce you guys in the weeks to come um, about. Man, like I said, man, we, we if you haven't read that book, uh, please look it up. It's a pretty good book. Hey, man. That's it. That's it, man. Hey, so I hope you guys, man, uh, give us a lot of feedback, man. When you guys hear this and and, and, and see us out there, we, we man, we we trying to get to it, man. We trying to we trying to teach some stuff, and some this is things that we're doing right now is is things people didn't do for us, you know. And that's how I look at everything I do. I, I want to do more for people than people did for me, you know. Um, so somebody can't say, well, ain't nobody tell me about this, ain't nobody educate me on this. And all these topics that we are talking about is something that we are coming up with now. But in the future, hopefully it'll be topics that you guys are going to be giving us to talk about. Hopefully you guys give us enough feedback that we can come up and say, okay, let's address this. Let's address that. Uh, we, so we got a lot of knowledge of, of this stuff. And trust me, we'll get out there and educate ourselves when we don't know. Yeah, so thanks for listening to the Permission to Speak Freely podcast. I'm Damo. I'm Damon. See you guys next week.